Welcome to the Sweeney Connection with your host, Chad Henderson. We're back for season two of the Sweeney Connection. Hello to all the campers and parents and uh, alumni of Camp Sweeney out there. We're so glad you're joining us again uh, this year for uh, season two of the Sweeney Connection, Bob. Yeah, um, if anybody thought we were going away, they're sorely wrong because wrong. Uh, we're going to be back big time this year. Uh, yes, we have got, a full slate. Yeah, yeah we got a lot, a lot of uh, podcasts planned, and you know, it's uh, it's fun doing these, but hopefully, it gives. Uh, people some information about not just Camp Sweeney, but diabetes camps in general. And I think that uh, kind of gives you the lead in for today, right? Yeah, it kind of does. We have a, uh, probably one of the best guests in the world to talk about just that. And uh, joining us right now uh, via Zoom uh, is uh, Terry Ackley. He's the CEO of DECA Diabetes Education and Camping Association. Uh, Terry, welcome to the Sweeney Connection. Well, thank you. I'm delighted to be here today. What, where are you joining us from today? I am in Fort Myers, Florida. Fort Myers, Florida. Very cool. Uh, and Terry, I know you spent some time at Camp Sweeney uh, a few years back. What, what do you remember about that visit? Did, did you have any takeaways from that uh, that weekend here at Camp Sweeney? Uh, there, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple things that really stuck with me. Uh, the first is PFC, perseverance, faith, and courage, and. And uh, it just is, it is the culture of Camp Sweeney, as I, as I could see it, and people embraced it. And uh, it was repeated by many other people that I listened to and watched, and, and, and I just saw it in action. And, and that was meaningful to me. And uh, the other thing that really struck with me, and I, I share both of these things with people at other camps, is uh, what I observed at camp was that Camp Sweeney was encouraging campers and, and, and staff and volunteers, too, just to, to focus on what they could do to make the Sweeney experience better for others. And in doing that, it's, it's actually what happens is the camper and staff member themselves have a better experience. And so those are things that I had never really seen so openly displayed at a camp. And uh, I guess my most memorable uh, things that I observed while I was there. Terry, when you were here, did you, uh, it, I think it was a Friday and you went over across the lake for our retreat night that night, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Where we play the, we play a, a, a video and talk about, uh, some of the things that make Sweeney special for these kids, especially these older cabins that get to have that night over there. And, um, I just remember that you were here for that and you got to see a lot of things throughout the day, like our flag lowering and medical question of the day and that kind of stuff. Right. I did, and something else that I saw that I really thought was cool was that uh, Camp Sweeney does a really good job of, uh, of preparing for campers to arrive and to getting to know those campers quite well before they even get there. And uh, if there are a, a camper that's having some kind of a challenge or issue, and, and if uh, something comes up during the day and that challenge comes up, uh, the staff members are prepped for that and they're prepared for it, and I saw that taking place. I saw campers just gently being guided over a few feet away from the other group and, and people just kind of lovingly talking with them and guiding them and bringing them back. And, and uh, it's another great thing that I saw and I, the, the experience there and campfire, the meal, but really just the energy, the excitement and the, the sense of family 
and, and that's what I think about Camp Sweeney that you do so well. A diabetes camp isn't just a place you go to to have fun. You connect to a family and you become a part of a family and that family is with you for the rest of your life. Well, tell us about DECA just a little bit, sort of your role and, and what the organization is, is all about. So back in 1997, uh, there were nine of us camp leaders and Zula Walters from Alabama was the principal lead there who realized there wasn't a community just for diabetes camps to provide training and networking for people that operate diabetes camps. And there was a need to bring this community together to, to help them interact with each other, to help each other, to share best practices, to share challenges. And so we held our first conference in 1997 and had camps from all over the country, and I think from 13 countries around the world, uh, from as far away as Africa, Australia, and Russia that came to that conference. And uh, we that year we in incorporated the organization, and it is the only professional organization in the world just for diabetes camps and their leaders. And uh, you know we're all in the same business. We want kids, kids or campers to live healthy, happy lives, and we want their families to have healthy, happy lives. And and uh, we strive for that. At this time, we're working with uh, 90 different nonprofit organizations in the U.S. that that operate diabetes camps in a few other parts of the world. Those camps operate more than 300 programs uh, throughout the year in 48 different states. And so we represent and work with and support all those. And that means about 25,000 children with type 1 diabetes. And so a few camps have a few type 2 programs. At this time, the principal audience is type 1, but type 2 is growing, and, I, and some camps are growing into that. And uh, a secondary focus to us is, is professional education for healthcare providers. You know, I'm a father of a child with type 1 diabetes, and I couldn't wait for her to go to diabetes camp uh, when she was seven, so she would give her own shot. And uh, she gave her own shot that summer. It changed her life and the life of our family. So the first purpose is teaching children how to live well with diabetes, how to manage diabetes, to encourage them, to motivate them, to support them, to bring them into this family of diabetes camp. But the other part is help teaching physicians, nurses, dietitians, uh, pharmacists, and others about how to care for diabetes with the tools that we have today. Uh, not everyone who goes to diabetes camp is an endocrinologist. And so there's a lot of professional training that takes place at diabetes camps so that those healthcare professionals can go back to their communities and do a better job of practicing diabetes management. So let me ask you something. How many camps did you say there were that for diabetes? So there's a 300, I'll say there's 342 actually, I think different camps that uh, sessions uh, that, that operate each year. And a session is when you know, an individual camp program like Sweeney will have multiple sessions that take place during the year. So 342 sessions. And looking over, uh, we have 188 different locations around the country that operate diabetes camps that, that where they're held. I would not, yeah, I would not have thought it was that, that big. Um, and and you, you've had some from like places like Russia, huh? We, we had campers, um, staff, medical staff from Russia that came. Uh, we had, uh, I mean, Australia is, is frequently involved. Different countries in South Africa have been represented there. Uh, South America has, has been with us. Uh, we had one lady that came to one of our sessions. She was from Fiji and a diabetes camp there. And so we're always looking to, to meet others around the world who operate diabetes camps and and their principal engagement with us now is via the Zoom sessions that we have. Uh, we do operate professional training conferences every year. We'll have our operations and program conference in February. 
we'll do a specific medical conference in uh, in April. And so uh, because we use Zoom as, as a tool to, to record those live and stream them live, uh, we have the ability to have those recordings also in our, our library of resources so that people can participate in, in all parts of the world or they can listen in at another time. Speaking of technology, you know, what, what are you seeing from, from DECA's perspective that, that you feel is going to be the next sort of big thing in, uh, in diabetes management? Okay, I've seen so much change. When I started working with Diabetes Camp in 1990, uh, sometime not long after that, I saw my first pump on a camper. And uh, I remember that it was such an odd device and, and it was helping that camper manage their diabetes well. But uh, being in this, this profession for, for the last 33 years, I've seen so many changes in technology. And in the last three years, some of the most substantial changes and, and uh, both of my children live with type one. And, and have uh, access to devices. And, and I remember my challenge as a parent with a child trying to keep blood sugars in, in that target range. And uh, I'll just say that it was, it was challenging and, and almost impossible sometimes. What I'm seeing now is this in range almost all the time, people who are using automated insulin devices. And, uh, and I see that uh, a lot of the decision making is coming away from the, uh, the person who's wearing it. And I think that what we're going to see next is the decision making is not going to be required at all by the person who's wearing the devices because all of a sudden the algorithms in the insulin pump, the data that's coming from the continuous glucose monitor, and as they learn more about that person's diabetes requirements, uh, it's going to make the best decisions and we're going to see that the burden of caring for diabetes is going to change because of the technology. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the time that, that, that my children don't think about everything and count exactly how many carbs they're eating, but all of a sudden they just plug this thing in, you know, they put their sets in and, uh, and they, did, they just go on. And, and so I think that that's in the near future. I'm excited by it and I think it's, you know, there's, there are steps that have been made by all the companies toward that and they're getting very close in my opinion. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, camps and, and what you've seen, you know, especially changes over the number of years, uh, you know, that DECA has, has been around. And I wonder, too, was there anything, you know, logistically, any positives that came out of the whole, you know, COVID era and, and the way that we, we go to summer camps? Sure. And so I, I think that the diabetes management has changed dramatically and it's given us the opportunity to even broaden the kinds of opportunities with camps that, that children can, can participate in. Uh, when, when I started working with diabetes camps, we would have multiple administrations of glucagon some years uh, because children were having so much difficulty staying in range. And something with diabetes camps is, is uh, children from every walk of life, every culture are invited and, and encouraged to be a part of diabetes camps. Uh, and with that, you find children that come with different levels of control. Uh, some who had more challenge with their control uh, would frequently have difficulty with, with their management and, and their participation and being able to be engaged in participation in camp activities all the time. Sometimes they were so far high or so far low, they were sitting out and they weren't engaged. And, and then we just had a lot more highs and lows and a lot more nighttime checks that required treatment. And uh, it's, uh, we were focused on keeping them safe. And we still are focused on keeping them safe, but it took a lot more energy and time keep them safe in those early years. With the evolution of, 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 of insulin, with the, the change in technology, uh, kids come to camp now and, and you know, they're, they don't, 
very few of them have the challenges of the, 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 the broad, you know, out of range blood sugars. Now we all have that from time to time, but not on the scale that we had it before. Kids stay engaged in camp activities. Kids feel better at diabetes camp now than they used to. Uh, medical staff don't have as, they still have a burden to care for those kids, to keep them safe, but it's different now. They've got more data to look at them. When you look at continuous glucose monitoring, uh, where that the, more, the majority of kids at camp now are on con continuous glucose monitors, and, and they're on pumps. And so the, the broad excursions are much less, and that gives us the opportunity to do, to do more things. And uh, you mentioned the, the, the camp out at Camp Sweeney. You know, we've done, when I was camping, we, we grew into doing adventure camps. You know, we, we've got camps now that do snow ski, they do surf camps, uh, they do cycling camps. And some of these have been doing them for a while, but they're really growing in popularity now. And so, um, we can give children more opportunities than we could, you know, 20, 25 years ago, and, and they're safer, and uh, they feel better at diabetes camp. And, and I think that goes to staff engagement and, and lack less fatigue. You know, when you got medical staff who are up all night long, every night, you know, for six, seven days or longer, uh, and we'd always rotated staff, but people still get fatigued. It's, it's, it's more enjoyable now, even though we are still up checking, but we're watching those screens and, and we're catching things ahead of time. You know, Terry, we have a, uh legendary camper that went to Camp Sweeney. And so Sweeney opened in 1950 and she attended 51, 52, 53. Her, and we call her Grandma Sweeney because she's still alive. Yes. And uh, wonderful. Her name, her name's Imogene Pretty Parker. And she, uh, she just celebrated, she got the Joslin medal for 75 years as a type one diabetic. And uh, they're doing a story on her in Wichita Falls on the TV station out there uh, that's going to come out in the spring, I think. But, uh, I've talked to her before and uh, plus we know the way it was back then and how they used to have to boil their urine and the needles were like about, yes. about like thick to toothpicks, you know, to stick in, in your yes. thigh or whatever. And man, it's amazing. And then you watch what these kids are doing now and you're right. They just, they have the monitors and these last few years out here at Sweeney, it's been, it's been a challenge because, each counselor that has, say, like their own sibling group, they might have three, four, five kids in their sibling group, and they're monitoring all their phones or all their monitors with phones. Um, so some of these counselors are carrying around four or five phones, you know. And, uh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And uh, uh, it's a technical challenge, but it's, yeah, the kids are freed up to do it, to be a whole lot more active, I think. I think what she experienced and can campers continue experience is that they learn that diabetes doesn't limit you it causes you to stop and think about how to prepare to do things and uh, to be prepared then to go in and do those things but it doesn't limit you so those those peers those those uh, champions that come to diabetes camps to, to share their experiences all of a sudden people realize they have those opportunities too and the other part is i talk about a family uh, you know, I mentioned my daughter went to camp. She went in 1988, and she has friends today that she stays connected with, that that her her, her best friends, and a lot of the folks that I've watched grow up, they've stayed in the diabetes community. They become professionals, whether it's healthcare or other, and they help other people. And so they're no longer, as we know, no longer alone. Those families are no longer alone. And as a, as a father, and, and I develop friendships with other families too that are super important to us that we could rely on and help each other. Uh, so, and I think that you were asking about technology and post-Zoom and so forth. 
I think that technology has helped our community stay together. As you guys know, you do it so beautifully at Camp Sweeney with your with your continual messages, you know, your, your Facebook page, your, your your radio station, another another media that you use. And uh, and then the uh, the ability just even to get people on Zoom calls, you know, and Facebooks, that, that's how a lot of these kids that I had as campers who are now our parents themselves, how they stay connected. And, and something COVID did for us, it opened up the opportunity for us to reach people much, much more easily in other parts of the world. Uh, I, I mentioned uh, the, uh, that we have people on other continents. And, and uh, I talked to somebody, uh, I think from, from it was from um, uh, Jamaica just last week and, and gave them links. In that case, I, I shared a link to our upcoming conference, invited he and his friends to be a part of this. So he can engage in this professional training and share that professional training with other people as easily as just clicking on a link on a, on a computer. So it's uh, it helped us connect. It helped us start looking at new opportunities. We wouldn't have done that before COVID. Uh, we, we you know really promoted uh, virtual diabetes camps because of Zoom meetings because of COVID. We really grew our training online because of COVID. So it was uh, unfortunate and, and it was difficult but it did uh, give us new opportunities we never dreamed of. You're the first person I've heard that was happy we had COVID. <laughs> well, I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm yeah. just but, kidding. But I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I know, I know, but uh, it, it did help us yeah. a lot. Yeah, it was uh, the same thing with us. We actually had a summer of co uh, during COVID that summer. We didn't have live camp, but we still had our staff out here and we did. We well, still, we, could. We, we still did an online talent show and all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Well, Terry, uh, also, what we, we know that uh, DECA, you, you guys hold a big event each year, and uh, we, we want you to tell us all about that right after this break, okay? Thank you. Camp Sweeney is more than just a camp. It's a place where young people with diabetes can develop the skills they need to live long and healthy lives. Our campers participate in a program that offers them a wide variety of activities, including archery, swimming, challenge course, hiking, and canoeing. While participating in these activities, our campers build self-confidence, develop new skills, and meet people their own age who also have diabetes. And let's not forget, a session at Camp Sweeney is a lot of fun. If you'd like to change the life of a child by sponsoring him or her to attend our camp, please contact Southwestern Diabetic Foundation at 940-665-2011 or log on to www.campsweeney.org. We're a nonprofit organization. Camp Sweeney is where friendship begins and never ends. And now, back to the Sweeney Connection, a presentation of Camp Sweeney and KPFC-FM and your host, Chad Henderson. All right, we're back chatting with Terry Ackley, the CEO of Diabetes Education and Camping Association. Terry, thanks so, so much for your time today and, and uh, joining us. And uh, did mention the uh, DECA and the, the, the big event that you guys hold each year. Uh, to sort of tell us about that, if you would. Certainly. Uh, we hold uh, an annual International Diabetes Camping Conference uh, in the winter or spring of every year. And uh, this year, we're going to have it in two segments. Uh, on uh, February 4th and 5th, we will be in New Orleans, Louisiana, working in association with the American Camp Association. Uh, they hold their national conference immediately after our conference. And uh, so we'll be there on, on a Saturday and Sunday, two days of professional meetings that focus on 
the administrative and operations part of operating the businesses of diabetes camps. We will uh, hold multiple sessions every day. We'll have opportunities for folks just to get together to network with each other. Uh, we will have people from the diabetes industry who will be there uh, talking about how the camps can better and more easily, you know, engage with them and, and even how they can work with them to, to recruit volunteers to be a part of their organizations and their programs. And so that operations and program is, is just that. It may be uh, something as serious as where's the best place to get liability insurance for a diabetes camp or who's the vendor you're going to get for your food services or it's going to be who has the best camp song and who, who has the best recordings or the best skits. And so it's just it's just kind of that operations and just the fun part of campus as well as that that takes place in the cabins and the activities and so forth. And then we divide off and on uh, Saturday, April 6th, we're going to do a virtual medical conference. And we'll have a day just of different sessions with different aspects of caring for children with type 1 diabetes uh, as far as technologies and, and new technologies as, as well as you know, some fine tips and tricks for, for using all the technology devices we've got. Uh, there's probably going to be something perhaps about nutrition. We're going to even talk about sick days at diabetes camps or caring for illnesses or injuries at diabetes camps that are not diabetes related. So it's it's really about think about uh, the, the healthcare staff at diabetes camp and what kind of training and updates they need as well as those new staff who are coming in that need to become more familiar with type 1 diabetes. And what we do is, is we do, since uh, we use Zoom uh, for both of those conferences, uh, we stream live uh, for both of those meetings, but we also, uh, we, we save those recordings and those get our resource libraries I mentioned earlier so that uh, we share those with camps to, to use throughout the year as they provide training. And uh, our, our last conference was in this past April and recordings were made then and even as recently as as over the weekend, I saw where people were downloading and viewing the recordings uh, to help them. So it's a it's a great time to, to learn a lot about diabetes management and operating at camps and delivering services to them. But it's also a really good time for people to reach out and connect with others. Networking, we think, is 50% of the value of the meeting, and we want people to meet with and share with each other. So, the, so that's what we'll be doing then as well. Something we haven't really touched on yet. Uh, how is DECA linked in with the pharmaceutical companies and, and the companies that you know make diabetes supplies, like Dexcom, for instance? You know, what, what do you guys? Uh, what, what's the partnership like with these companies? Okay, it's we're thankful for the partnerships that we have with with uh, with several of those diabetes product companies. Uh, it's uh, the companies have a heart for children with diabetes. And they're interested in being supportive of diabetes camps. We can see that by the, the value of their investments with products they give us. Uh, and, and so DECA is, is, represents all diabetes camps in, in the U.S. You know, we really haven't grown beyond uh, the U.S. with this part of our organization at this time. Uh, but to, to get product donations to, to camps and to facilitate that, to problem solve their challenges, uh, to share messaging between the, those product company manufacturers in the diabetes camps. Also, we've, we're talking with them now and really focusing on how do we engage more of their employees in diabetes camps, uh, whether they be a doctor or a nurse, or maybe they're just someone who's, who's, who's working uh, behind a desk, you know, that so that if there's a job at a diabetes camp they can help with, or even if it's opening day or closing day, oh, that activities there that you need help for, or industry days where they're, they're coming out to help you clean up the facility before camp or after camp. It's uh, product donations, it's uh, sharing of their, their, their staff. It's also any, any kind of special 
education they have for healthcare professionals that they make available to the, the general healthcare community, getting those products or those tools into the hands of people associated with diabetes cancer. So it's a good friendship. We're thankful for those sponsors and partners, and uh, they are truly committed to helping kids live well with diabetes. What do you see as the sort of expected outcome of a diabetes uh, camp for a child? And what, what parents should sort of expect when they, you know, when their child attends a diabetes camp? I think that, that it's, it's, to me, I learned as a parent that giving the shot for the first time was very important, but it wasn't, as, in our family, it wasn't as important as the way that she came home motivated. And her spirit was different. You know, she accepted her diabetes. She still didn't like it, and we don't like it, but but she she accepted it better. She had friends who provided her support. Uh, she uh, had a knowledge that, that helped her, and, you know, she came home teaching us more about her nutrition or, or, or about her blood sugars, and, and which was pretty exciting. And uh, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not going to be perfect blood sugars when you're at diabetes camp. They're going to be safe. Uh, but their their spirit, I think, is is really nurtured and, and they grow. And it's I think encouragement and motivation is what it's really all about. And it's that family that they connect with. And I encourage families, if, if they have the opportunity to participate in family activities for, provided by that diabetes camping organization to do that, because that that kind of support is something they need too. even if they're getting great numbers. They these it's important to have the motivation to stay on task with this and, and uh, you know, you just, you never, you never, you never let up on monitoring diabetes and taking care of diabetes. But it's, uh, I, I think that for, in our case, and many kids that I've seen, it's that, that encouragement, that support that really invigorates them and, and stays with them. And I think it's important to stay connected to that family, to stay motivated. You know, we're in, uh, we're in the midst of National Diabetes Month right now. Right, Aware, uh, National Diabetes Awareness Month, and so every day we're putting out a new um, post of one of our seniors from last summer, and it's basically just a, it's a picture of them, and it's got a quote from their senior speeches that they gave last year, and I'm the one that has to go and pull all these up, and the thing that is is hard for me is to find something other than every one of them talking about the friendships they make and the family mm -hmm. they have and the things you've been talking about. Um, like you were saying, even you guys even have, even as parents still have friends of your daughter's uh, friends, parents. And it was from 19, she went in 1988. Something yeah, like that. she went in 1988. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing because man, I'm searching through trying to find a, a little gem in their speeches, you know, and uh, I have, it takes quite a while to find something other than them mentioning the great friendships and family and, connection they have with the, with the people that they go to camp with, you know? Well, Terry, we uh, really appreciate your time today. And uh, first, I, I would like to say, you know, you're invited to come visit us once again, anytime you can. Well, I look forward to that and, I, and I'll take you up on it. Thank you. Yeah. Come, come again on a Friday when we, we cook, cook across the lake. That's the best meal Heck of, yeah. uh, we ever have out here. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it well. I enjoyed it. Thank you. So well, I had one other question. Go ahead, Bob. So you're in Fort Myers. What what was it like two years ago when that hurricane hit there for you guys? Well, it gave me an opportunity to buy a new computer, a new <laughs> office furniture. It purged all my files. Oh, my gosh. And so there was only five feet of water in the office. Oh, my gosh. It just kind of 
kind of motivated us to change it up a little bit and go to a new location. And uh, technology helped us a great deal because we had transitioned to cloud storage for a lot of documents two or three years earlier. So we were able to keep on operating. And uh, it, it, was, it was inconvenient for a little bit. Uh, but, you know, we could just grow past those things. And, and uh, we, we enjoy being here still. And uh, that's just that was just an unusual occurrence. Yeah, I remember when that when that all happened, and I was thinking about you guys. And then uh, I think a few weeks later, I saw an email come out from Deca from you about some random subject about you know, camps or something. And I thought, well, I guess they're fine. So that was yeah, good. That's yeah, we good. We just slowed down for a few days. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I just wonder, do any other diabetes camps have like a house band, like the Sweeney Five? <laughs> is that special? You know, uh, there is Camp Kudzu has has a band that that comes every year. It's uh, I think there are three guys, and I can't remember what they may call it, but they uh, it's it's a little different. Uh, that 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 they got involved as volunteers years back, and they just keep coming back. Yep. And but you two are the only two I know about it. But it adds so much to your program, and and that's what's so cool about it. I wish more people would do it because you know we all sing songs and we all jump around. But but when those bands are rocking, my goodness, it's there's a lot of energy in the room, and you know people really enjoy it. And and if you can imagine, they've had me out dancing on the floor at Camp Cudsey. It wasn't a pretty sight, but it was it was a lot of fun. And it sure does add to your program. Any final thoughts, Bob? No, I just uh, want to say thanks for doing this because uh, we thought what better way to kick the, kick off this season than sort of a general thing about diabetes camps and who better to go to than you. Well, thank you very much for, for giving us this opportunity. Uh, we are in the midst of developing a national diabetes camp marketing campaign and developing tools that all camps can use. And it may be that we're reaching out to you to get some more guidance on how you're doing your marketing. I know that you do it remarkably well, but we want all children across this country, particularly children from, from uh, challenged communities or those communities that aren't as involved in camp as others, to know that there's a place for them at Diabetes Camp. You know, our vision as an organization is we want to provide a place where everyone with diabetes can belong. Every child with diabetes has a place to belong. And so thanks for promoting your camp and what you're doing is you're promoting diabetes camping overall and making people aware. And that's helpful to everybody and helpful to, to reach that objective so that every child knows about these opportunities. Yeah. I think, I think one of the things that uh, people who aren't in a, working in a camp in a diabetes camp don't realize is that the uh, 10 months that you're not having camp are maybe busier than the months <laughs> that you're having kids here, you know, I mean, we just we just go like crazy in the off season marketing, you know, going to new families, new new kids that are diagnosed, meeting with them, you know, recruiting uh, counselors for the next year. I mean, it's just our our off season team of uh, associate program directors. It's uh, two guys this year, and they man, they work hard. They're just going all 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 day and all night. It seems like so. You understand all hey, that, dude, that's yeah. I do. And that's what it takes. But that's what, you know, there's just this community of people who operate diabetes camps are remarkable the way that they give of their time, their talents and and just go the extra mile. And it's, it's all, it, it culminates in those sessions that you hold in the summer or a few throughout the year. And uh, but it takes tremendous work. And, and uh, so I'm, I'm thankful to you and to the community for what you give of yourselves and make such a difference in the lives of these children and these families. 
All right. Terry Ackley, CEO of Diabetes Education and Camping Association. We really appreciate your time today, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, Terry. Well, that was a very enjoyable conversation there with uh, Terry, and uh, this concludes uh, episode one of season two here with uh, Bob Cannon, Joe Langwell uh, producing for us. I'm Chad Handsome, and uh, Camp Swinney, you stay connected. The preceding program has been a presentation of Camp Sweeney and KPFC-FM. No portion of this broadcast may be reproduced or distributed without the express written permission of Camp Sweeney. This is your announcer, Everett Caldwell, wishing you a good night from Camp Sweeney. You're listening to KPFC-FM 91.9, serving Kalisburg, Gainesville, and the entire Sweeney Land area.